there's really these these three things that that we that we do and and if we can identify them if we can recognize them in our own life it could change the course of our lives we can we can change course and lean into the things that will help us to succeed or to fail upward or to uh or to uh achieve our goals or to enjoy the journey which is really the key point right we turn what would otherwise be willpower into discipline Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flow Over Fear podcast, where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Flow Over Fear and Three Things. Have you ever gotten into that situation where you've seen something that you might not know you want on Instagram or on an infomercial or something like that? Could be a fitness program, could be, uh, uh, you know, could be some kind of program to help you make more money. Maybe it's, uh, uh, maybe it's, Maybe it's just this, this desire that you have that you have to work, do put a lot of work into to achieve. Well, a lot of times when we buy into those things, and I'm, I'm guilty of this, I've been guilty of this many, many, many times. A lot of times when we buy into that, you know, we get into this phase of, of starting with that program or whatever it may be. And we, we work really hard for the first few days. We see some, some initial results. We get really excited, but then we start to fizzle out. We start to, when, when the, when the results stop coming as quickly as, as they were, uh, we fizzle out, we burn out, we get complacent, we stop, we quit, we give up. And that's what I kind of want to get into today is that there's, there's some reasons, there's some primary themes that tend to pop up frequently, most often when we give up on our goals on our dreams too soon when before the miracle happens, what can we do about that? And if we learn about these three things, these three reasons why we give up too soon, then we can, then we can start to have this awareness because awareness is really the first step towards, towards change. And once you're aware of it, you can identify where you're doing this in your own life, where you're, where you're leaning into these three things that cause us to, to quit too early. And I, and I, I hold off on using the word fail because fail is not a bad word. Remember failure is a good thing. Failure is something we learn from as long as we keep going. Failure does not equal giving up. So that's why I'm saying giving up because when we quit, that's when we truly, that's when we truly fail for lack of a better word. But there's, there's really these, these three things that, that we, that we do. And, and if we can identify them, if we can recognize them in our own life, it could change the course of our lives. We can, we can change course and lean into the things that will help us to succeed or to fail upward or to, uh, or to, uh, achieve our goals or to enjoy the journey, which is really the key point, right? We turn what would otherwise be willpower into discipline. Now, the problem is, is that when we, when we employ some of these programs, we start off strong. You know, as I said, we, we, we get this impulse 
we don't really know the difference between that impulse and, and the dream. And then we, we lean into it and we, we struggle to stay consistent over that time. This has happened to me many, many times in the past where I have, like I bought, I, I, I remember a time when I would buy into a fitness program, say a 12 week fitness program, 90 days. I won't tell you the name of this program, but there was a celebrity, uh, a celebrity instructor that was shouting, you know, commands at me throughout this whole program. The first few days that I bought this program, and, and by the way, the reason I bought the program was because all of the people on the video had six pack abs. They had, you know, all of these big, big muscles. And I wanted that. They showed me something that I wanted in that moment. Why did I want it? I don't know. And that's the problem. That's one of the first problems that we faced. I don't know why I wanted it. I just knew I wanted it. It was, and when we don't really know why we want it, but it triggers this thing in us that, 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 that causes us to put money down and say, take my money because I want that thing. It's usually an impulsive decision. And in that mind, it was an impulsive decision for me. And what that led to was an impulsive action to put down the six easy payments of $29.95 to buy into this fitness program. And of course, I get the fitness program. I'm all excited. I'm, I'm really pumped to get, well, pumped. And I, I start the program and, you know, follow the program for, for that first day. And I'm feeling really, really good at that first day. I'm feeling like I'm making progress because I'm changing my life. I'm changing my health. I'm doing something for me. And I do all of the hard workouts and, and I, and I push really hard push way harder than I should. And then I, and then I, um, and then I feel really, really tired at the end, but I feel great because I've done something for myself and I've, I've, I've followed something and I've seen it through. Now the next day I wake up really, really sore, <laughs> really, really tired, but I'm still committed because I really want to do this thing. I want to get those six pack abs. I want to get that. And so I do the program again. This time it's much harder because I'm in a lot of pain. And I'm still sore from the day before, but I finish it like a trooper. And I'm even more tired, but I'm still fulfilled because, because well, I'm, I'm, I'm still making the changes. I'm still committed and I'm making these improvements. And over, over the course of the first few days or maybe a couple of weeks or so, I keep pushing through with sheer willpower, banging my head against a wall to make those initial improvements. And yeah, I'm seeing it too. Every time I look in the mirror, I'm seeing some physical change in me and I'm, 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 I'm experiencing this satisfaction that I'm making that change. And that's what we call the honeymoon phase, the honeymoon phase of whenever we start something, we start to see these initial results. We start to see uh, some progress at the very beginning and we're still enjoying it because it's new. Anything that's really new in our lives, we can enjoy uh, because it's just a new experience and we're making that initial progress. But over time, over, you know, within days or weeks, that we start to plateau. That initial progress that we see, that initial joy that we have, the newness of it starts to fade, starts to go away. It starts to become routine. And we don't see as much of the progress anymore. That progress is waning. And so we kind of get complacent. We're not as fulfilled by it because we don't have the external feedback that tells us that we're achieving something. 
And because it was an impulsive desire, we don't have the internal feedback to tell us that we're moving towards something that we really, really want. That whole impulse thing went away weeks or days or weeks ago. And so when I had that in my own life, I would really, after you know, hearing for the, the same stupid joke that Johnny Biceps would tell uh, uh, for 50 days in a row, I would, I would just get frustrated with it, get angry with it. And I would just, you know, put it aside and I would say, yeah, maybe I don't need to wake up early today. Maybe I don't need to do this workout today. Um, and I would get complacent or I would burn out or I'd get injured from going too hard. And then I would go back to sitting on the couch, watching infomercials and then seeing Johnny biceps come back on, uh, telling me that I need to buy this program and get his six pack abs. That time I throw my potato chips at the TV and, uh, and, and continue feeling frustrated. And that's what happens is when we buy into these impulsive things, when we, when we give up too soon because we burn out, we enter into that vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle called, that I call the world of willpower. Um, you know, where we start off with the impulsive desire, we take an impulsive action and then we, we, uh, get into that honeymoon phase, the honeymoon phase ends, we burn out and we, we, we relapse into our old unhealthy habits. That's the nature of how we get into that, that vicious cycle. But there is a virtuous cycle that we can get into. And the first step is really acknowledging what those three things are that can lead us down into that vicious cycle. And so the first one of those things that, that we need that, that trap that we fall into is that we don't have a compelling enough dream or desire that we're following. I mentioned before that when I watched the infomercial, I was leaning into an impulsive desire, the impulsive desire to get six pack abs or big, big muscles or make a lot of money for whatever reason. I don't know. But the reason, the thing was, I didn't have a compelling enough dream or compelling enough desire behind it. It was superficial. And when we have superficial goals, we get superficial results. But when we have a compelling dream or a compelling desire, it gives us that strength, that leverage to actually continue to go through and, and make progress. Um, so what is a, what is a compelling enough dream that we could find? Well, what I use is I use a dream or a desire that is big, brave, and clear. It's big because if it, it, it the, the way that we experience growth and the way that we experience fulfillment is when we chase big things, when we chase things that are big for us. And how do we define big? Well, that's all really internal. Whatever is big to us, we can determine a big dream. If it scares us a little and the factor that I use is called the oh shit factor. Now, when I think of something that I might want to do, does it trigger that oh shit moment? And that oh shit moment is really that moment where I experience a perfect combination of excitement, something that excites me, it lifts me up that would otherwise be impulsive if it didn't have this fear element. That fear element comes in too at the same time. And when the excitement comes in, I think to myself, oh, this would be a lot of fun. But that fear moment comes in and says, oh, wait, that's scary. That's pushing me outside of my comfort zone. I don't know if that's a good thing. That's that's the signal right there. That's what we talk about on this show regarding 
regarding how we can look at fear in a different way. Fear is a signal to when we are have an opportunity to grow. That's the oh shit factor, because when you have that perfect combination of fear and excitement, you think to yourself, oh shit, I got to do that. That's something that lights me up. There's passion in there. And then it's brave. It's brave that that dream is brave because it, 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 it triggers some of that fear in us, but it also has meaning to us. This is the other part that, that prevents us from, from helps us to avoid that impulsive desire is knowing if there's a meaning behind it. Is there really a meaning for me to get six pack abs? No, not really. Is there meaning for me to change the nature and the scope of my health so that I could be there for my kids for, uh, uh, and, and be healthy well into, uh, into adult age? Yes. You can create a powerful meaning by telling yourself a story that lights you up on something. That's what I did when I, when I, when I, that was the difference that was made when I moved from buying a 90 day fitness program you know, fitness program with an expiration date to moving into uh, triathlon training. Triathlon lit me up because it was pushing me outside of my comfort zone. It had that, oh shit factor for me, but it also had these elements of, of meaning that I was, I was pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. So I was transforming the way that I looked at fear and I was overcoming it. And I was, I was proving to myself and others what I was capable of. There was an intense meaning behind it. And for that, I was able to stay consistent and stay disciplined. And the last part of that big, brave, and clear dream is that it's clear. What is the, what is the, the, what does success look like? What does it look like to complete that dream or that goal? You know, when it's just, Doing a 90 day program. Yeah, there's clarity in that because you want to finish the 90 days, but what's beyond that for, but, and, and what's, what's really the, you know, um, you know, what, 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 what if there's no six pack abs? Is there anything there? But the clarity part is, is knowing exactly what you want. I, I wanted to finish an Ironman. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, finish that race and qualify for the Ironman world championship. There were, there was a compelling and clear dream there. That's where you get a compelling dream is it's big, brave, and it's clear and it's grounded in meaning. And it, it has that Oh shit factor. And it's also aligned with your core values. Is that coming from an infomercial that Johnny biceps is telling you to buy uh, uh, from a program that Johnny biceps is telling you to buy? I don't think so. Find that compelling dream, a dream that's compelling enough for you. And then the second thing that, that uh, the second reason people give up too soon is they push too hard. They push too hard. They, they, they go too hard. They go too fast in the early stages. Again, this is because it's exciting. This is where that impulsive action comes in. So we have the impulsive goal, the impulsive dream that leads to an impulsive action, uh, that is, that tends to be ungoverned. Um, a lot of times, you know, we listen, we, we live in this world that is dominated by, by, by essentially, essentially sexy stimulus. 
And that sexy stimulus is, is really this, this idea that we need to go hard all the time. We need to give 120%. We see David Goggins, uh, you know, go from, you know, the person that he was to this Navy SEAL Army Ranger running hundred of miles, um, and, and abusing himself. And we want that for ourselves. That's, that it creates the impulsive desire and that pushes us to do dangerous things with ourselves initially without the experience, without the, without the, uh, you know, with, without the, 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 the ability to do that at this point, we haven't built a foundation yet. And we're already starting to try to build a mountain on, uh, on a bed of sand or, or you're trying to build a mansion on a, on a bed of sand rather. That's the danger we get into is we see, the Instagram posts and we see those things. And then we decide early on that we're going to push too hard. Now, the solution to this is to, instead of giving 110%, just commit to giving 80%. This is where something I call the 5% rule comes into play. We want to take those big dreams and we want those dreams to be big. The, the end goal, the where we want to be to be gay, big. If you want to do a hundred mile race, if you want to do, uh, if you want to, if you want to bike across the country, if you want to do something big in your life, that's great. Chase that dream, but chase it 5% at a time, not all the way every day, because that's going to burn you out. Now, here's where the 5% rule comes into play is you look at the thing that's scaring you and you work backward. You look, look work backward from that dream and say, how, what is the very next step that I need to, uh, to achieve this dream. And you keep working backward until you get to the place where you're at right now. Meet yourself where you're at right now and, and say, this is where I'm at. This is what I can do. If you want to, if you want to bike across the United States, but you've never ridden a road bike in your life, well, it's going to start by learning to clip into the pedals, spend some time in your cold sack, clipping into pedals and learning how to do that. That's the 5%. That's the next 5% that might scare you. And then the 5% beyond that might be, all right, I'm going to, once I'm comfortable clipping in, I'm going to ride the bike around my neighborhood and make sure I'm comfortable doing that. And then after that 5% is accomplished, you're going to take it onto the open road and start going distance. So maybe you're going to bike for an hour and then maybe you're going to bike for, and then maybe a couple of weeks down the line, once you have an hour, you're going to bike for an hour and a half and so on, so forth until you've built the endurance and built the foundation to start building that mountain. And before you know it, the next 5% is biking across the country. That's how you get to the big dream. 5% at a time, not 110% every day. And the final thing that people do, uh, the final reason that people give up on their goal too soon, and this is by no means an exhaustive list, but, but one of the biggest that, that I've seen is people try to go it alone. You know, when we have a big desire or an impulsive dream, a lot of times in those initial phases, I don't know about you, but for me, it's crazy to think this, but it's true. We feel embarrassed by that dream. We feel embarrassed about wanting to improve ourselves. We feel like we'll be judged. We feel like we're not enough. We feel like, like uh, 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 we'll be criticized by friends and family 
Or worse, they'll give that condescending, oh, that's cute. Well, good for you. Go for it. And that makes it so that we don't want to tell anybody. And when I first started training for triathlon, it was so far outside of my realm of what I thought was possible for me that I didn't want to tell anybody about it. I felt I had no business thinking that I could compete in an Ironman for that whole first few months of training for it until I did my first race. I didn't tell anybody but my wife. And the reason was, was because I was embarrassed. I didn't think I, I didn't want to put myself out there and feel like a failure. What I didn't know at the time was that there are communities out there of triathletes, of people beginning, of people just starting out. And there are communities of people that want to support you in whatever venture you're starting out with, whether it be triathlon or endurance running or, or, uh, uh, or starting a new business, starting a new venture. Yes. People that love you, people that will try to protect you might try, might uh, try to talk you out of it because they don't want to see you hurt. That's the, that's just the, the fact of the matter is, is some people won't get the dream, but there are people out there that will. You have to lean into those communities. You have to lean into that support. And, and this is why you don't want to go it alone is because it makes it so easy to give up. So easy. There's no accountability. And the second that it gets hard, you, all you have to do is just step away from it. Nobody's the wiser. There's no accountability there. But here's the beauty about community. And this comes up over and over and over again in all of the interviews that I do with people who have achieved incredible things despite tremendous challenges, they find a community. That community usually involves a couple of things. It involves either mentors, people that have what you want and are willing to help you in the process of trying to achieve it and give you a path, give you a plan, give you a, give you a, uh, uh, give you a roadmap, or it involves, uh, and, or it involves people that are working toward the same goal. So you're all working toward the same thing. In both of those instances, there's an accountability structure and that helps you get into flow and achieve that continuous progress and stay on track and not push too hard and make sure that your dream has meaning because when you have that community, you're working in a tribe. We're a tribal people. Human beings are tribal. And we need that community to help us grow. So those are the three things that will, will, uh, uh, that, that if you can, if you can recognize those things, if you can acknowledge those things and you can shift your focus onto the opposite and find those solutions, you're going to have continuous growth and it's going to be unsexy. <laughs> it's not going to be Instagram worthy because it's going to be gradual. And uh, that's okay because you can leave you can leave the, the sexy Instagram posts to the people that are pushing at 110%. But you, my friend, you can pursue greatness and, uh, uh, and do so in a community that loves you. Um, so to recap, if you are able to recognize that, that, the thing, that the reasons you might be giving up on your goals is because you don't have a compelling enough dream, you might be pushing too hard and you're trying to go it alone. You can shift those things into things that will help you to move in the right direction. 
And uh, for me, that was what happened when I, when I got into Ironman, I recognized how I could achieve my goal, how I could, how I could achieve that through, uh, through having a compelling dream, a, a big, brave and clear dream by taking it 5% at a time with easy training and by doing it with a community that will support, encourage, and help guide me. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of Flow Over Fear. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flow Over Fear podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do, and I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then. Thank you.